Super Tuesday. Let's talk now with a regional superintendent of schools, but not just any regional superintendent of schools. The executive director of the Illinois Association of Regional Superintendents of Schools here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop, Chris Murphy in the newsroom, and welcome back, Mark Kleisner. Mark. Hi, Greg. Good morning. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, so let's, uh, I guess, get the best lay of the land that we can with 850 different school districts. Uh, how many different regions are there for regional superintendents to oversee? So we divide the state a couple ways. We have 38 offices, and those are spread all over the all over the state. And as few as you know, the ones in Cook County are, are densely populated. So in Cook County, they cover a third of one county. In other regions of the state, that uh, one of those offices might cover six, eight, even ten counties. And um, we divide those into six regions. So uh, each area of each each of those six areas has about six regional offices within it. And that's kind of our organizational structure. So with all of that, uh, and again, 850-plus school districts uh, and uh, various uh, regions as well, uh, what's the, the major takeaway for, for how kids are learning in the era of COVID? So it's a great question. And um, if I may, you know, we, we as schools practice disasters all the time. You remember the kid being fire drills or tornado drills. Right. But we never plan for uh, eight, nine, ten months, a year. Uh, this is uncharted territory. And last year, you know, we started in January, we were doing e-learning snow days. And we were talking about one day of instruction on a remote basis. And then COVID hit, and now for many of our schools, that's been ten months of a remote basis. The other thing I would mention or remind you in the spring, we were in crisis mode. We wanted to make sure the kids were fed. We wanted to make sure the kids were safe. Um, and so as we came back to the fall, we said, okay, now this is real school. This is not just survival tactics. What does real school look like? And so our teachers all over the state are being innovative and creative. The other thing is, you know, there's an overused word now, Greg, pivot. <laughs> Day-to-day, the metrics change, and people say, oh, we have to pivot, and we're headed to remote learning, or we're headed to hybrid. I will tell you that in all 38 offices in all six regions, I am astounded at the amazing innovation of educators trying to make this work well for kids. Um, I will more directly answer your question and say it's a struggle. It's hard. We're learning as we're going. We're adapting, um, and most recently – with this new spike across the state, uh, we're looking at what does this look like for the next couple of months? What does it look like into the spring? Um, it's challenging. And uh, as I said, it's day to day. There are new metrics that are driving those decisions. I do want to talk about some of those challenges and some of the lessons that have been learned so far. Uh, we're talking with Mark Kleisner. He is the uh, executive director of the Illinois Association of Regional Superintendents of Schools here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Chris Murphy in the newsroom with a and, question. And Mark, uh, you know, looking at what's been happening as far as Zoom learning goes specifically, I mean, I I, I got a peek at my teacher friend in Florida's uh, attendance record and was just jaw-droppingly shocked. And even last night in the Springfield School Board, they admitted that 20 
25% are absent at a time. What do you plan to do to help schools navigate what is shaping up to be a huge truancy problem with the Zoom learning? So, Chris, that's a great question. And and I will confirm that I'm hearing kind of on an average 25% is a realistic um, assessment that that it's hard to keep kids engaged. It's hard to keep them, you know, um, involved. From the, I have two different layers of answers there. The first is that our offices, the regional superintendents, have always had a strong backbone of professional learning. And so we're trying to provide training for teachers and administrators around student engagement um, and, quite frankly, uh, quite a bit around mental health and, and social-emotional learning, that there are reasons kids are not showing up. And it's not just that they're sleeping in. Kids are, many students across the state are wrestling with mental health kinds of issues, depression, isolation. There are lots and lots of reasons. And um, I'm so glad you brought up the word truancy. Regional offices across the state, our 38 offices are charged with addressing truancy. It's hard to know what that really means. And right now, our position is, it is a balancing act between um like defiance, the old-fashioned truancy, and engagement. And then thirdly, this whole notion of what is keeping kids away from being on the screen. So we're trying to teach teachers about, or train teachers, administrators, about meeting a variety of needs, health, mental health, social, emotional. Um, We're trying to train in pedagogical skills around teaching and engaging kids in the, the latest wave, we're starting to spend a fair amount of time training about essential or priority standards and assessment. We need to know what kids know and what they're learning to be able to move ahead. And we want to do that as expeditiously as possible so that kids are accomplishing as much as they can under strange, strange circumstances. So you have to be able to assess and know what they know and then take that where you can take it. So that's creative new strategies. As I mentioned earlier, on Monday, you might be in person. On Tuesday, you might be hybrid. And on Wednesday, you might be fully remote, depending on the the metrics of the region. And so teachers have to be very creative in all three of those areas. And we see uh, kind of a smattering of uh, different educational models all across the state. The vast majority doing remote learning. Uh, you do have some, I think last I checked was like 600,000 students doing a hybrid uh, with uh, the, the minority of students uh, doing in-person learning. Uh, but what happens, Mark, uh, if the governor uh, decides to issue a, a stay-home order uh, and it impacts schools? Uh, are schools ready for yet another possibility of uh, uh, you know, even those who are doing in-person, uh, ready to go back to full remote, and how would it differ from what happened in the spring? Yeah, if I may, Greg, uh, as I often do, I'll answer it two ways. Uh, my simple answer is yes. Every school that I talk to from Carbondale to Rockford, from, you know, Galena to Kankakee, they have been thinking about that since last spring. Um what does a full year of remote look like, or what does a full semester look like? They've been planning and um, thinking about how to maximize learning for kids. So the first answer is, yes, I think they're as ready as they could be. Second answer is, it will certainly be different than last spring. Um, our state superintendent, um, you know, she is somebody who cares very much for the welfare of kids 
And she started out with, do no harm. Make sure they're fed. Don't worry about grading. Go pass, fail. Everybody graduates. So they took off all the pressure under crisis. Now, we as educators want to document our progress, demonstrate that students are learning, meeting and achieving standards. So we've woven in more of the, that kind of language around things like assessment, instruction. Um, it's very, very challenging. And teachers will tell you that a lot of these social-emotional issues um, are a whole new dimension. So we're every day, every week, in fact, um, let me finish that sentence. <laughs> every day, every week, we're planning, strategizing, sharing ideas. Um, just yesterday, I had a request from a district who said, can we put more remote learning planning days into our calendar to help train up our teachers on how to do this better? And that's the kind of mentality I'm seeing across the state. So we're seeing all kinds of innovation go on. Uh, Mark Kleisner joins us. He's the executive director of the Illinois Association of Regional Superintendents of Schools. And we got less than a minute here. What, what's your reaction to those who say, open the schools up? This does not impact children as nearly as much as it does elderly people. Uh, and with the fatality rate that low for children, why not just go ahead and open schools up? Isn't it doing more damage, keeping them you know, inside, looking at a, a screen all day? So it's a great question, and obviously you're aware it's a common one. Um, we do know that schools are not the petri dishes that people were afraid of. The schools are not the place where kids are getting sick, and, and that that's true, factual, scientific. However, whatever's happening out in the community then comes into school, and some students then end up taking that back home to community. So... The issues of things and choices people are making in the community are causing the outbreaks. And so if we have to eliminate congregating in any setting, schools is one where there are a lot of people in a small place. And whether that's lunchroom or a classroom, um, I think we need to be part of the solution. Even though we are not the real problem, we need to be part of that solution because we are a, a convening spot so my own personal, this is not speaking for the organization, my own personal is I think we need to do kind of a hard shutdown, see if we can get this thing under control, and then open the schools as quickly as possible because we know we are a safe and healthy, clean place for kids to come. Mark Kleisner, the executive director of the Illinois Association of Regional Superintendents of Schools, thanks so much for taking time with us here on the WMAY News Feed. Great to talk to you, Greg. Chris? Have a great day. You too.